it's a really exciting time in the industry. The next decade, there will be as much change in our industry as there was when Edison invented the light bulb. As we transition away from fossil fuels and the more renewables and the smart grids, and it, it's an exciting time for us. 720 WGN high atop Chicago in the skyline studio for preparedness matters with Vince Davis and Dane Neal and excited to have on the line with us. We've got William H. Rose Jr. goes by Howie. He is a senior program manager for emergency preparedness and response for the power operations for the legendary Tennessee Valley Authority. Howie, welcome to preparedness matters. Well, thank you very much. I'm glad to be here. Good morning, Howie. This is Vince Davis. We're uh, we're happy and excited to have you here to talk about preparedness. Well, thank you, Vince. I always treasure an opportunity to get to, to talk with industry peers and, and people to advocate for the profession and help people understand what it means to be prepared and, and uh, how to successfully do that. Well, great. So let's get going here. First of all, Howie, tell us a little bit, if you will, for our audience about your background. How long have you been with Tennessee Valley Authority? and exactly what your role is there. So I've been with the TVA 10 years now, and um, I am the, as was stated earlier, I'm the Senior Program Manager for Emergency Preparedness and Response for our power-generating fleet. So what does that really mean? So all of our generating assets, individual power plants, coal, gas, hydro, solar, renewables, all of those, I head up that program. And uh, ensuring good reliability when folks go to uh, turn the light switch on is our primary mission. And, and, you know, everything's kind of baked into that business continuity, making sure all of our essential functions are, are, are met. So that, that's what I do. And then prior to that, I was the emergency services director in East Tennessee for a local county for 12 years. And then I've had the opportunity to serve on uh, several uh, strike teams, task forces, and incident management teams at the state level. Uh, several FEMA EMAC deployments, and did a little time at Homeland myself. So uh, pretty varied career, uh, but, uh, you know, last 10 years here at TVA. Great, great background, uh, Howie. Howie, I've got a, just a quick question, if you could share for the listeners as well. You know, so much in on the power side of things feels like the here and now, and there's so many things. If you could share with the listeners a little bit of that history of the TVA, because it is as legendary as it comes on the infrastructure side for America. Yeah, you know, several folks know about TVA, and President uh, Franklin Delano Roosevelt signed the TVA Act about 88 years ago. And what that did is that established the first public power model. And it also gave TVA the mandate to not only provide electricity to the greater Tennessee Valley, which is in seven states. That's the other thing people oftentimes may not realize is just how big the Tennessee Valley is. It covers Kentucky, Tennessee. North Carolina, Georgia, Alabama, Mississippi, but also to control flooding along the Tennessee River, maintain uh, interstate commerce and economic development. So uh, one of those great FDR-era public works uh, projects that here almost 100 years later is still working very well, and and uh, we're able to provide prosperity to the Valley, you know, working for the people of the Valley. That's what we like to say. And of course, during disasters, your role becomes even more prominent because you've got literally millions of people under your you know, power grid that, uh, that are depending on you folks to get the power going if it goes out and to keep it going. So tell us a little bit about that. What's your role in disasters? So 
you hit the nail on the head. You know, electricity is something that most people really just take for granted until it's not there. So uh, for us, as the main power producer for 10 million people here in the Valley, maintaining unit readiness and generating unit readiness and reliability for the bulk electrical system to be distributed to our local power company partners to get it to the homes and businesses, that's, that's really our main focus. And of course, you know, we really don't do that any differently than any state, county, municipality, or other business. You know, it's about our essential functions of making sure that our equipment is ready, our people are ready to execute those missions, even during adverse conditions. You know, obviously for us, severe weather is our biggest challenge. Of course, coming through COVID, you know, that was a little bit different a challenge for us. But I think for folks like myself, you know, the main thing for us is to stay focused on maintaining mission readiness because when we can't do our job, it makes life harder on everyone else. You know, I, many times during COVID and even during, you know, we've had some several severe weather outbreaks here recently too. You know, we talk about making sure that we keep the hospitals, critical infrastructure, the public safety folks, keeping the lights on for them, keeping power there for them. That is super important for us. And that's our mission every day. Wow. That is quite a mission, Howie. If you could, for a minute, let's segue a little bit into the idea of what happens when there's a disaster. How do you communicate with all these various power entities? You've got people in the field. You've got folks out there that we see the trucks driving down the highways after a disaster going to replace power poles and that sort of thing. How do you communicate with a network that big? How big is that network and, and how do you stay in touch with them and what's going on on the ground? So really, you know, there's there's two things that we utilize. We use a very flexible and comprehensive emergency management system that is comprised of people and processes like emergency operation centers and incident management teams, area commands, things that most people uh, within uh, within our business are, are used to. But then, you know, technological tools, everything from satellite communications to software to radios, mobile telephone repeaters. We, like most other companies, agencies, or, or jurisdictions, we utilize this huge network of, of tools. There really isn't a, a one magic bullet to take care of that. It's, it's a, a layer upon layer of, of coordination through the standard fundamental tools that we all use through ICS and and the various types of technology. So for us, we have different emergency operations centers that have purview over one particular aspect of the business. You were talking about uh, transmission restoration, power plant operations, local power company interface. Each of those components for us are, you know, a focus of a specific uh, emergency operations center function that are rolled into our larger agency-level uh, emergency operations center, agency coordination team. And there are several tools, as you can imagine, that we have to use that help us maintain situational awareness of what's going on and then to execute the, the work based on the objectives that we set. And it really does run the gambit of almost every imaginable tool out there. So it, it's just on a bigger scale, you know, but it's really fundamentally the same things that, that we're all doing. 
you think of all the things that are happening with whether it's the climate that's changing or, or just environment that we're living in today, you have to be ready. And then, of course, now we always hear about these threats to the power grid through technology or hackers or terrorists and things like that. How we talk a little bit about maybe how the TVA, because its origins, is, as you mentioned, is the, the original sort of power entity of its time, may put you in a situation where you're maybe more established or may able to weather those situations than maybe something new that's just based on technology, but still very vulnerable. So, you know, because we've been around for so long, you're right. It's a, a very robust process that's in place. And as technology comes along, it's great. And it's an efficiency game for us. But it's also just to your point, there are unique vulnerabilities that are around that. You know, for, for many years, the hydroelectric system. We operate 30 hydroelectric facilities throughout the valley. And in years past, you know, in decades past, I will say, you know, that was a very manual operation. Whereas now, a lot of that's automated. And as that has grown through time, we have, I will say, had very forward-thinking leadership around building in the cybersecurity risk reduction measures and then the the NERC, uh, the North American Energy Reliability Commission, the NERC requirements that have come along with those. For us, I'll say, we have really been fortunate in the fact that we've been ahead of some of the NERC requirements just simply because of the forward-thinking leaders that we've had throughout the decades in the past. Now, you know, with all of that, you have redundancy built into it. You know, there's still manual systems. We, uh, we still have people that can manually do all that. But automation does bring with it a great deal of improvement, but uh, it also requires uh the ability to be able to function and operate and meet that mission without those automated systems in place. And that's, that's where it's so important to have a very robust training and a procedural-based training and exercise program around those redundancies. I mean, we're just like everybody else. We, we're vulnerable to the same types of, of issues. But because the margin of error for us is quite slim, Due to the ripple effect of consequences downstream, we really do have to, to ensure that we have multiple layers of redundancy in place to ensure that we're able to operate the power grid, we're able to maintain a flooding, and we're, we're able to do all that through whatever the new emerging threat is, be it you know cybersecurity, global pandemic, whatever, right? shifting weather patterns, for instance. You know, not too long ago, uh, we were having a, a discussion around what seems to be the movement of severe weather. You know, Dixie Alley now is a real thing uh, for us to deal with with uh, tornado threats. So, you know, it, it just it reinforces the need to be able to, to handle that no matter what you're faced with. So it sounds like how you've got a great responsibility for the average person who's sitting in their home and, you know, watching TV and, and doing whatever folks are doing. What kinds of things would you say to them that says you have some assurance that we can't guarantee that you're going to always have power, but but, uh, but we can certainly let you know that there's an infrastructure in place to help you out? How can we uh, relate that to our folks that are out there uh, when these disasters happen? And like you say, all of a sudden the lights are out and you know you don't really know what you're going to do next because you, you you're so used to having them that they're not there anymore. You know, that's a really great question and one that I think a lot of people do ask during an incident, right? It's 
So first and foremost, you know, everyone needs to understand that no matter where you live, there is a bulk electrical system entity that whose job it is is to make sure that, you know, that there is electricity on lines, right? So the, and for, it's no different for us in, in the southeast, in the valley. And we have uh, requirements that are set upon by NERC, the North American Energy Reliability Commission, that talk about everything from uh, making sure that our backup systems are tested and, and are functional on a regulated periodicity, that we exercise, that we have plans, number one, and that, you know, for, for whatever the event is, and that we have to exercise those. Right, and that, that we are capable of, of executing those as they are written. Training requirements for us, and then more importantly, this is I think a, a disconnect some people have is you have your electricity is not just the line in front of your street, right? So there's a local power provider somewhere that is bringing power to your home, and and they are different. That is a different entity than the bulk electrical system operator, and. Our partnership is super important. And for us at TVA, making sure that 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 local power provider is as as prepared as we are and making sure that they are positioned successfully before an adverse event is of paramount importance. So for us, we have dedicated folks who work specifically with them to ensure that they've got plans, procedures, equipment, personnel, expertise, and we offer that when needed. You know, we've had several wildland fires here recently, and our local utility partners have been impacted by that. And there's been several instances here of late, because we've had a a really abnormally dry fall here in the southeast, where we have responded to their request for mutual aid and and ensured that not only that our generating fleet is working and our bulk electrical system is intact, but that, that they needed that additional help. So people need to understand it's a complex system. And that there are folks that their entire mission is, and job is to ensure that, that we can keep the lights on at the switch at, the, at their home. Now, the other thing, too, that's super important, and, and I would be remiss if we didn't talk about this, is that everyone needs to have an emergency preparedness plan for their home and a toolkit of their own. You know, 72 hours worth of food, water, backup uh, communications devices. Uh, medications, all of those things that we talk about, people really do need to take the time to do that because we see a lot of damage and a lot of following, we'll, we'll say Hurricane Ian just recently, a lot of infrastructure damage. And it takes time to put all of that back. So it's not a fast process. But because of the planning, training, and exercises that we do, it is much smoother than if we didn't. So I think people need to understand they need to be prepared and, and then to understand that that folks like myself and, and other people are purposeful about making sure that we can restore service as quickly as possible and be prepared to keep it really from being interrupted to begin with. But when that does happen, to respond. So, so really, it is a public-private partnership uh, between, oh, between the, uh, the bulk providers like TVA and the local utility companies. It's not just one entity that controls everything. Yes. That's that's interesting. It um, is. It is. So, uh, Howie, what would you leave our listeners with? Uh, this has all been very, very interesting. What would you leave our, our listeners with regard to the future? How can average citizens, and you talked about preparedness and preparing themselves at home, or if there is a power outage, what else can people do or what else should people do when it comes to relating to their 
utility company, especially when there's a disaster? I, I think the most impactful thing that an individual can do is to have a conversation with your local power provider before an event takes or an incident takes place. And and the reason being, you know, most folks just take for granted that the local power company's got a plan or, or uh, a certain capability. But, you know, a, a lot of that type of information is, is available online that you can, can see and research for yourself to see what is the local power company going to do when an emergency happens. And have that conversation ahead of time. First thing, it educates to everyone around what are realistic expectations, what are the response capabilities. And from that, it's just a springboard into additional conversations around, well, what do I need to do individually at my home, knowing now what the, the local power company is, is going, to, going to do and what they're going to go through when an event takes place. And the other thing, too, it's very, very important, I think, because of all the things we've, we've talked about, is the threat and risks really are changing and emerging. And because of, of climate change and, and uh, you know, dependence upon technology, understand what that really means to you. You know, geography in the United States really does change the threat and risk profile, you know, and understanding those things. So just to educate yourself about what is really happening with the local power company or and not just the electricity company, but, you know, water, gas, all of your utilities, you know, to understand what that operational environment looks like. And that way you can plan accordingly and have a solid base to base individual action on. Let the listeners know we're talking with William H. Rose, Jr. Howie Rose, he's a senior program manager for emergency preparedness and response for the power operations for the legendary Tennessee Valley Authority. And in the last couple seconds, we've talked about all the things that are happening, but for a future, right? All the things you can do after a disaster. But you mentioned renewables. Like, just where, where do you sit on that as far as some of the new things that are coming on, how they integrate with sort of the amenities that are available to you and, of course, to the people that are the customers? Like, your thoughts on on just the future of power? Well, so... It's a really exciting time in the industry, just to be completely honest. Uh, one of our leaders has said the next decade and, and several decades to come, there will be as much change in our industry as there was when Edison invented the light bulb. As we transition away from fossil fuels and to more renewables and to smart grids and, and the consumer changes their appetite and demands around energy consumption, it, it's an exciting time for us you know, in the industry because it's, it's a time for innovation. It's a time for us to uh, address things that we've never been able to do before. So uh, we look forward to it. And I think as, as the consumer, it, the end consumer should also look forward to that as, as the energy portfolio, if you will, how we get our energy here in this country changes. There's going to be opportunity for folks to, to be able to have input into that and to really kind of design the way that they, they want to consume that. And it's just an exciting time, I think, for all of us in this country, and, and particularly in the power industry because of some of the changes that are coming down the road. Well, Howie, thank you so much for being with us today. We've, we've been educated, uh, hopefully enlightened, and, and, and certainly uh, excited about the new things that, that are to come with regard to power and with regard to energy in general, but, but certainly the great work that the Tennessee Valley Authority is is doing and has done for 88 years. That's, that's pretty incredible. So thank you for being with us today. So how can folks get a hold of somebody at TVA if they want more information? 
Uh, so uh, we always direct everyone to TVA.com or TVA.gov, either one. That, that's the greatest place to find information and, and to contact us if they just have general questions. But I appreciate the opportunity. I always get to enjoy the opportunity to talk about what we do at TVA and, and uh, the wonderful people of the Valley. And uh, it's just a blessing to be able to do that. So I, I thank you guys. For- Thanks, Howie. Thanks for being on Preparedness Matters with us. Yes, sir. Preparedness Matters is sponsored by In Case of Crisis 365, your solution to managing the dramatic rise in business disruptions. Take the crisis out of crisis management. 